Thanks for joining us at Faith. We hope the message you're about to hear encourages your day and draws you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to join us for service or find out more about the church, visit faith.church. That's faith.church. Well, good morning, Faith Bible Chapel again. I want to let you know that uh, we love you, and I do miss you, and I miss gathering together, but we are going to continue to be pressing into God together. We just had an incredible time of worship. We felt God's presence all throughout our church. Wherever we were, we are still the church, and we're still a part of this church called Faith Bible Chapel, and we are continuing our series on shadowing Jesus. And as we are continuing this series, we're praying that the Word of God would impart His power, His his courage, His life, His presence right where you are today. And I want you to know that we are caring deeply for you. And and as you're watching online and joining us online, underneath the live stream is a button that you can click and you can download the notes for today as we continue to not forsake the gathering of believers. We are gathering together in one mind and one accord and seeking the, the Lord together and allowing his word to speak to our lives. But I'm telling you this today, God has a word for you. And he has a word that's going to transform you. He has a word that's going to get rid of the things that the world and the enemy are trying to put on you right now. And today I want to talk to you about having faith in the face of fear because that's where we are today. As we're facing this coronavirus and all the different quarantine types of things, this is what I know that the church of Jesus Christ is anchored to a faith that's not dependent on what's going on in the world. And so I want you to know that today. And so the passage that we're looking at today and that we're going to learn and pull from, and as we've kind of set the theme of the shadowing Jesus, this whole idea that we're watching Jesus, we're learning from him. And I will tell you this, there's no greater time to learn from Jesus than right now. And today we're going to talk about a storm. And we're going to watch Jesus and we're going to learn from what Jesus says to us in the middle of storms. And so you can have your Bibles and open up. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 14 or you can follow along on the screen, which I'm going to. But we are going to watch. We're going to put ourselves in the midst of this situation And we're going to see how Jesus manages it. We also get to see how some of the disciples manage moments of fear. But God is going to do something in your life today. I'm telling you, I believe it, I feel it, and I sense it today. So we're we're jumping into the story and we're continuing to listen from the Lord today. And so here we have the account, Matthew 14. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd. So Jesus told the disciples, I want you to go ahead, you go, I'm going to stay here. After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land. So they were out in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, buffeted by the waves because of the wind that was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake, or walking on the sea, When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Then Peter says this, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind... So I want you to see this today. When he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. And he was beginning to sink. And he cried out to the Lord, save me. 
And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. And he said this, you of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, immediately the wind died down. This is a lesson today from Jesus. This is not about just Jesus walking on the water. This is about what Jesus is saying to us in the middle of fear, in the middle of a storm, in the middle of things that we're, that we're dealing with and the thoughts that we're having today. Because I know a lot of us are dealing with a lot right now. I know that a lot of us are wrestling with a lot of different things. I know that we are in a storm right now. And that storm of this, of this crazy virus that I'm believing the Lord's going to heal and eradicate it and bring a quick turnaround here in our nation. We're in the middle of this storm, but it's affecting many different things. I know that you might be in a mental storm today. You might be in, a, in an emotional storm, a physical storm. It might be a financial storm. But I believe... I believe because I believe in a supernatural God. I believe that you and me can walk through this storm and we can have victory and we can find faith in the middle of when everyone else is in fear. Because we don't fix our eyes on the storm, we fix our eyes on Jesus. And I'll talk about that in just a moment. I just want to remind you, when we're, when we're bombarded with everything else in the world, I want you to remember 2 Corinthians 5, 7 this is what it says as Christians, we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. What that means is we don't walk according to what we see with our own eyes. We don't respond emotionally and mentally and spiritually because of what we see with our physical eyes. Because we walk by faith. My friends, you walk by faith. I believe in you. I believe in the God that's in you. I believe in the spirit that pulses through your, through your veins. I believe in the truth that you are going, that as you read the word daily, that you're going to feel this area of faith rise up in you. You are men and women of God. You are saints, and you will overcome in the name of Jesus. I, I, I really feel, as we're walking through this, I feel this, this sense of, of, of authority in the name of Jesus for believers to begin to walk in. I feel this sense of that God is placing something supernatural and spectacular on the church right now. Particularly on our church. And I want you to know that we're going to walk this out. That we're going we're gonna to access all that God has for us. And we're going to walk in a new authority. And I just want you to know that. So you will weather this storm. You will weather this storm. And today I want to give you some anchors. Some anchors in a storm because everybody knows that what you need in a storm is an anchor. And I'm going to give you some anchors that will steady you. They will steady you in the storm. So you have your notes there today. And this is the question, why can or why you can have faith in the face of fear? Because it doesn't make any natural sense. But why can you? Why is it that we can actually have faith right in the middle as we face fears? And I want to take this passage and I want to learn from it and let it speak to us. Number one, you know why you can have faith in the face of fear is number one. Because our Jesus is sovereign over you. Jesus is sovereign over you. Now this is the word sovereign we don't hear a whole lot. But what sovereign simply means is that Jesus possesses supreme and ultimate power over your life. That's what you need to know. That's it. He's, he possesses supreme and ultimate power over your life. 
I want you to think about this story for a minute that, that we just heard. Think about what had happened. Who sent the, the disciples out in the boat? Well, Jesus did. According to this passage, the, the disciples were out in the boat, and they, they probably were out there probably somewhere around six hours. They'd been floating, and the, and the storm had blown up, and, and all of a sudden, the, their lives were flopping all over the place, and they were trying to figure out what's going on. Now, according to Scripture, and I want you to hear me today, we know that Jesus has control over storms. Amen? He has control over storms. So this means... This means that Jesus was holding both the disciples out on the, out on the lake and the storm both in his hands at the same time. He had supreme, ultimate sovereignty over the disciples and over the storm. So please know this today. Jesus is not unaware of what you're facing. He's not unaware of the storms that you're going through. He's not unaware of what you're dealing with on the inside. He is familiar with our weakness. He's familiar. He holds you and he understands you, but also he's sovereign over this storm. Hebrews 4 tells us he's working in our lives. Hebrews 4 tells us that he understands what you're going through. He understands. That's why it's important to know who's in control. He understands. So in our fears and our anxieties, we can lean into him because he understands. Also, we know, according to Romans 8, 28, he is sovereign over our lives and over trials. And you can anchor your life to him because he works every storm, every trial, every coronavirus to his good, to the good of those who love him. Because he's going to do it because he's a man of his word. He cannot lie. Therefore, he'll do it. Therefore, we're going to see it. Number two, what? How can we have faith in the face of fear? Number two, because Jesus is interceding for you. Just so you know, you, listen, we ask people to pray for us, and that's good. But let me just tell you something. You don't have to ask Jesus to pray for it because he's already doing it. How many know this? <laughs> if, 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 if you pray for me, great. If Jesus prays for me, even better, right? Jesus' prayers matter a lot more than some of us today. Now, our, our prayers matter, and we're going to keep praying. But you need to know Jesus is interceding. The disciples are being tossed about. And Jesus says that he's up on a mountainside, and he's praying. We all need to remind ourselves that Jesus is praying for you. Jesus is praying for your well-being. He's praying for your finances. He's praying for your physical body. He's praying for your emotional wellness. He's praying for you homeschool moms that are doing it right now. He's praying for you, and he loves you, and he's interceding for you. In the light of our storm right now, okay, in the light of everything that's going on, in the light of a changing situation every day, I want you to listen to Romans 8, 31 through 39. And you, you have it there on your notes. You have the reference. You can read it later. I want you to listen to this. Let's look at our storm, this situation in our nation and in the world, through, through Scripture's eyes. Because it's very important that you don't look at Scripture through what's going on in the world. You look at what's going on in the world through Scripture. And that will give you the right view of everything. I want you, I want you to, <laughs> to listen to this because it's, it's spectacular. What then? shall we say in response to the coronavirus? What then? What shall we say? This is written to people who were, he was talking about turmoil and trials. What then shall we say in response to the coronavirus and how it's affecting our lives? If God is for us, who can be against us? 
You know, the answer to that um, question is no one. If God is for us, who could be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against against those who God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Then it goes on to say, who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died more than that, who was raised to life. It is at, he is at the right hand of God. Now look, and is interceding for us. He's interceding for you. He is praying for you. You are on his mind right now. You are not alone. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble? Nope. Hardship? Nope. Persecution? Nope. Famine? Nope. Coronavirus? Nope. Nakedness? Nope. Danger or the, or the sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But then, listen to this, no. And all these things, we are more than conquerors through him. Who loved us. We, you are, you are, listen, listen to me. You are more than a conqueror. You're just not a measly conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. Why? Because of who Christ is in you. Listen, church, listen. We're going to hold, he is our anchor in this storm. For I am convinced, I'm convinced, man, I'm convinced more than ever in my life at this moment right now. I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm convinced. Neither angels, sorry, death nor life. Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I can't hear you, but you can say amen right now. Go ahead, because that's the truth. So when we understand this truth, when we anchor our lives to this truth, here's the reality. You look at your storms differently. You see them differently. You don't, the, the storm stopped telling you how to feel. And you, you, and, and you begin to receive from the truth of who Jesus is, and you re- start responding, and you start feeling the way the Word wants you to feel. The very Son of God is at the right hand of the Father, and He's praying for you. At this, at this very moment, He's interceding for you. He's ready to give you strength. He's ready to give you encouragement. He's ready to give you wisdom. He's ready to give you peace. He's interceding for you. Another truth to anchor your life to during the storm is number two. Jesus is with you. So, Jason, how, how, do, I, how do I have faith in the middle of all this fear? Please hear me. This is how you do it. You need to know, first, Jesus is with you. He is with you. In storms, the, 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 the thing that we tend first to, to say is, God, where are you? God, where are you? God, where? Listen, you don't need to ask God where he is. You know where he is? He's with you. As a follower of Jesus, you are in Christ. Christ is in you. You are seated in heavenly places. You have access in a direct line and interaction with the, with the truth of God, the fatherhood of God, the goodness of God, the protection of God. Why? Because of Jesus Christ. He is with you. You may not feel like he's with you, but that's a lie because according to the Bible, he's with you. So it's time for us to, to orient our thoughts and our minds. Anchor yourself to this truth right now. Because I know, I know some of you feel alone. Some of you feel very empty, and I understand. 
But I want you to anchor yourself to this truth. You are not alone. You're not alone. Jesus is with you. And you can have faith in the face of fear. Regardless of what you feel, you are not alone. When Jesus came out to his disciples, he was walking on the water. And we see this. And they were freaking out. And they said, oh, my gosh, it's a ghost. Oh, my gosh, there's a storm. They were already, their, their fear was already wound up on the inside of them. Sometimes that's what fear and anxiety does. It's like someone's winding this, this, this top that just, you keep cranking and cranking. And, and all of a sudden, at the, at the, at the earliest or the, the first opportunity, they freak out. Ah, it's a ghost. We're going to die. Because they were already fearful because of the storm. And I, I want you, I, I want you, this is what Jesus responded to them. He said this, have courage, it is I, do not be afraid. How is it that he was able to say that? Because he was with them. Have courage, it's me. I'm with you. You need to hear this today from Jesus. Have courage, it is I, Jesus, do not be afraid. Receive those. Write those words down. Put them on a piece of paper. Put, put it on your mirror. Put it on your door. Have courage. And I want you to, whatever Jesus' voice sounds like to you in your mind, let it speak. Have courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. There are some, there are some truths. There are some truths that we know that we don't have to be afraid. The Scripture tells us. God tells us in Scripture, according to the Bible, there is no question that God, though listen to me, sovereignly allows trials in our lives. Not that God caused this, but he obviously has allowed it. And so we are going to respond to this. At various points, though, he allows these things to reveal his character and his nature in a way that he could never do it, or we could never know it apart from the storm. Jesus showed his disciples something about himself through this storm. And Jesus is going to show you something about him in this storm. It's in the middle of the storm that the presence of God in your room, in your life, becomes more, more tangible. It becomes more real. Even as I'm speaking, the, the words of, my, of, of me proclaiming the good news, they're going deeper in your heart than, than what you've experienced over the years. You can feel it right now. You're experiencing the, the nearness and the presence and the nowness of God in the middle of a storm. And this is what God's doing in our lives. Even at the end of Matthew, Jesus is talking to his disciples. And he was, he, they were going out with a very unpopular message. And he said this, I, you know, listen, I know things are going to get difficult, but I want you to know something. I am with you to the very end of the age. You are never alone. And you need to know that today. The fourth way that we can have faith in the midst of fear is number four, to recognize that Jesus is your strength. Jesus is your strength. When Peter saw Jesus walking on the water... He said, Jesus, if, if that's you, tell me to come. If that's you. Do you know why he said if? Because if that's not you, I can't do this. If that's you, then I will come. He recognized he didn't have the strength to walk on the water. He recognized he didn't have the strength to overcome the storm that they were in. So he was saying, Jesus, if that's you, 
since I know you, since I know you have the strength that I need, since I know you have the supernatural power that I need, since I know that you have everything I need, if it's you, then tell me to come and I'm going to come. So what that says to you and me in this hour of storms and, and, and uncertainties is that when we face storms like we're going through right now, the truth is we don't have the strength to do it on our own. You don't embody the strength within who you are. But um, Jesus does. Jesus has the strength that you need. And we can trust in him. And as we trust in him, Jesus, if it's you and it's him, I need your strength. The key to, to Peter's strength and the key to what was to put his trust in Jesus, the key to our strength is to put our trust in Jesus. We trust in him. When Peter learned the hard way, he first trusted in Jesus. And then he got out on the storm. And he stepped out of the boat. And then he began, please hear me on this, he began to be intimidated by what was going on around him. He began to see the effects of the wind. He began to feel the, the, the movement of the waves. And he began to shift his his faith from the supernatural things of God to the reality of the waves. Oh, there's gravity. I shouldn't be walking on water. This, I, I've been a fisherman my whole life. I've never seen anything like this. Peter, what are you doing out on the water? And all of a sudden, he began to sink. And I want to talk to you about this for a moment. Jesus said this to Peter. You of little faith, why did you doubt? Now, when we read this story, naturally, some of us can think, oh, Jesus is criticizing Peter. That's what he's doing. Like, shame on you, Peter. Why don't you have faith? No, I, that's not what Jesus is saying. If we're not careful, we, we'll pick that, that, that up from the story. That's not what Jesus is saying. Because actually, if, if we believe that's, that's, this is what Jesus is saying, then we think we have to muster up faith when we don't have it. So we're going to oh, try hard. And if we don't, or if, if we don't, nothing will happen. Or if we do, something will get this immediate benefit. That's not the point of what Jesus is saying. That's not the point of Peter's faith that, that Jesus is making. Faith, please hear me, is not dependent on what you can manufacture or muster up. Jesus called Peter's faith little. Is that a bad thing? I don't know if you ever thought, is that a bad thing? What's wrong with a little faith? Because Jesus said, another time he was teaching, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can tell a mountain to go take a hike into the sea, and it will. So what was Jesus saying? Jesus was saying that Peter's faith was little because he took his eyes off of Jesus. That's what he was saying. He began to put his faith in the reality of the situation. We have many opportunities right now to put our faith in the reality of the situation. We also have many opportunities to lock our eyes on the eyes of Jesus Christ and to say, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to keep pursuing you. I'm going to keep walking. And we're going to, we are going to weather this storm because when we fix our eyes on Jesus, we access supernatural things in our lives. You access it and you will. That's why Hebrews 2 or Hebrews 12 says this, fixing our eyes on Jesus why? Why do we do this? Because he is the perfecter of faith. 
So the truth is this, and I want you to hear this today. We don't have this in the notes, and we'll write it down. You can write it down. What matters most is the object of your faith, not the measure of your faith. So right now, everybody is struggling with the measure. Oh, I don't have enough faith. Listen, that, listen. You have a little bit. What matters most, my friends, stop beating yourself up that, oh no, why am I anxious? I shouldn't be. I'm a Christian. Why am I fearful? I shouldn't be. No, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. What matters most is the object of your faith, not the measure of your faith. And let's fix Jesus as the object of our faith. You can do that. I know you can. I know you. I've seen you worship. I've seen you seek God. I've seen you step out and give, and, and give financially over the years. I've seen some of you begin to, uh, you can do this. You can do this, I'm telling you, because you have the power of God in you. And you can put your faith in Jesus Christ with the size of a mustard seed, Lord. I'm fixing that faith on you. So when our faith in Jesus Christ, when we fix our faith in Jesus Christ, regardless of the measure of our faith, when our eyes are fixed on Jesus, when our eyes are fixed on an all-sovereign, all loving, gracious, all-powerful, merciful Savior, you can rest and be secure. You can have faith in the face of fear. Your faith will remain constant because Jesus is constant. Not because you are, because Jesus is. Remember this, Paul said this, in my weakness, your power is made perfect. So, so. Paul said, in my weakness, your power is made perfect. So what's your weakness? So you can say, in my fears, Jesus, as I fix my eyes on you, your security keeps me secure. In my anxieties, your peace gives me peace. In my uncertainties, your steadfastness keeps me steadfast. Because Jesus, you are my strength. You are my strength. Let me encourage you through this season. Embrace your humanity. Embrace it. You're human. I'm human. Embrace that. And when we do that, it humbles us to then say, I'm, I'm going to stop trusting in me. And I'm going to start trusting in Jesus. Because he's your strength. And the last one today, and how is it that you can find faith in the face of of fear, my friends, is number five, because Jesus is your peace. He's your peace. When Jesus stepped into the boat, the scripture says that the winds died down immediately. He's the only one, he's the only one to be able to bring peace in the middle of a storm. He's it. And I want you to receive these words that Jesus spoke to his disciples and spoke to us 2,000 years later out of John chapter 14. Listen to these words. Jesus is telling this to you before he continues and and goes to the cross and before he ascends. He says, peace I leave with you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. My peace I give you. Not the peace that you have, keep it. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives peace. Listen, we put our peace in everything in the world. We put our peace in the economy. We put our peace in and and structure we put our peace and all these type of things but what Jesus is saying listen I don't give that kind of peace because that can be taken away from you which we know Jesus said the kind of peace that I give you cannot be taken away 
And because of that, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Put your faith in Jesus. Receive his peace. Know that he is sovereign over your life. Know that he is your strength. Know that that he is everything that you need. And I want you to go through these points. I want you to just say them every day until we gather again online together. Say them every day. Jesus, you are sovereign over my life. I trust you. And just go through every one of them. Read these scriptures. Let them get in your heart. Let Let them go deep inside of you. And as a church, we're going to fix our eyes on Jesus. Because he gives the peace that is not attached to any circumstance on the, in this world whatsoever. He doesn't move. He's not a shadow that he would turn. He remains steadfast. And so will you. You will do it. Because you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you. And I just want to encourage you. Let's keep pressing into the Lord. As a church, let's keep leaning into God. But before I, I talk to you just for a minute, I want to pray this what God's spoken to us over your life. So right where you are, in your homes, again, let's gather again with the family. Let's gather again, holding, hold hands with one another. Just get on up and scoot close to one another. Come on, let's do that right now. And I'm going to pray these truths over your life. Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, I ask you that you would be my church family. Lord, I ask you today that they would feel the, unten- the, the, the tangible, unshakable presence of you in their midst. Lord, I ask you today that they would come to grips with the fact is, Lord, you are sovereign over my life. Lord, you are my peace. Lord, you are my strength. Lord, you are the answer and my solution. Lord, it is in you. And Lord, today, I pray that you would lead and guide us. I pray that we would continue to strengthen one another. We'd continue to serve one another in our church with those of us who don't have needs or who have needs that others can meet. God, I pray that you would open our eyes to a world around us that is hurting and looking for peace. God, that you would put courage in us to be be the proclaimers of the good news of Jesus Christ, that he is the answer to everything we're going through. He's the answer. And so, Lord, we look to you today. God, I pray for every mom that you would strengthen her through this season. I pray for every dad that he would feel your security, that he could offer that security to his family as he leads his home. As the man, you are the head of the house. And so, God, let us as men lead our house well. God, I pray for our children that we would, in this time, we would submit under your word, that we would become obedient to our parents, that we would serve each other in the family, that, Lord, you would unite us together as a church, and that, God, today we would hear this message and walk away with an assurance that you are with me. I am not alone, and we will find faith in the face of fear. In Jesus' name, amen. My friends, I love you. I really do love you. I care for you. I care for how you're feeling, what you're going through. But more than me, Jesus does. 
I just want to encourage you to reach out to us. Give us a call. Shoot us an email. If there's a need that you have one, let us know. But also open your eyes to the needs of other people around you. And share that need from the, from the place of the hope that lies within you. The world is open to your message of hope. And you have it. And we can do this. And we're going to overcome. Let's continue on this journey in our 21 days of prayer. You can join me again tomorrow at 9 a.m. I'm going to be sharing some more thoughts about that uh, tomorrow's day of prayer. And so we're going to lean into God together. I love you. God bless you. May you walk in a confidence that you've never had before. In Jesus' name, I love you. God bless. We hope you enjoyed the message. If you'd like to watch a service live online, you can join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at live.faith.church. For everything else, visit faith.church. That's faith.church.